0: Hey guys, I'm challenging myself to come on today and have a disorganized, unscripted chat with you because that's really hard for me to do. I've been away from the podcast for a couple of weeks. I've been anxious and stressed about a few different things and I tend to just withdraw when that happens and get very perfectionistic and (laughs) overthinky. Basically, I, I forget my own advice, which is to just show up. And I forget the point of the podcast, which is not to be an expert on social anxiety and mental health and recovery. My goal is to show up and help you feel less alone. And I can't help you feel less alone if I hide away in my basement. (laughs) Actually, I'm in my basement recording right now. So in this case, coming to my basement means showing up. But you know what I mean? If I'm not showing up, then I'm I'm not really helping anyone feel less alone. So I challenged myself to just come on and share what I've been what I've been up to, how my mental health has been the last couple of weeks. Um, so let's do it. Welcome to your social anxiety bestie. I'm Sadie, and I'm here to share the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety and perfectionism in 2018, and since then I've been nerding out on all things anxiety and healing. My goal is to help you feel less alone and give you tips to face your own social fears wherever you are on your journey. I hope today's episode reminds you that even though social anxiety is lonely, you are not alone. Let's jump into today's episode. So I think the focus of the episode is going to be imposter syndrome. I'm really, really struggling with it. Um, I also struggle with transitions. And this year has been a lot of shifting gears. The beginning of the year, the kids did not go back to school. So we were homeschooling. I was homeschooling. I was a stay-at-home mom, basically, for a month, month and a half. wasn't taking on work. I was doing the podcast, but otherwise, just, you know, kid stuff. And then we got the announcement that the kids were going back. So this past week, they've been at school. And I haven't started working for pay yet. I'm, I'm finishing up a course that I'm doing. And then I'm starting paid work again next week. So these have all been different gears to be in. Um, And then there was the whole stress of the kids going back to school during a pandemic and the kids not wanting to go to school. And the fact that my son is struggling with social anxiety symptoms. I don't want to say he has social anxiety. He's only six, like he's turning six this week, but he is struggling with symptoms of social and performance anxiety. And yeah, anyway, it's just a lot for the kids and it's a lot for us. I'm sure that you guys have your own versions of the struggle, the transitions, trying to make sense of, of everything right now. So I, I know that I'm not alone and I want you to know that you're not alone either, even if it looks different for all of us. Um, but the imposter syndrome I'm dealing with, I, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and talk to you guys about my work because I haven't really done it. I'm, it's kind of an area that's a little bit sore and kind of embarrassing sort of for me. Okay. So here goes. (laughs) Um, Before I started the podcast, before I started my social anxiety account, before I was diagnosed with social anxiety, I was a full time freelance translator and editor. Um, I have a degree, I have a linguistics background and another degree in translation, and that included a focus on editing. So I have been doing that full time. I've done several manuscript edits for fiction books. And I've done one book translation and then a a lot of smaller documents for a variety of general business type clients, which I love. I chose that job because of its flexibility, because I have a bit of an entrepreneurial um, vibe when I'm Feeling confident. I wanted a job that I could do from home and that I could tailor, like I could ramp it up or ramp it down depending on where I was in my parenting journey, where we were in our parenting journey. Yeah. But I've always struggled. I didn't know that it was social anxiety, but social anxiety struggled with social anxiety and imposter syndrome. I have a degree in translation, I did very well in the program. But imposter syndrome has been there the whole time. And then I really like fiction editing. But my degree was in translation, even though it touched on grammar and style and editing. And my first degree, I've done a lot of literature courses and linguistics courses and, and all of that. Like, it's not, it's not like I, I don't know anything. But the imposter syndrome is so real. I, I guess I should say what imposter syndrome is. Is I think I think it's probably it's a kind of a buzzword, but probably just in case you don't know what it is, um, it's a psychological phenomenon where you feel like a fraud, even if you're not. Um, and if something good happens, let's say you feel like you just got lucky, you feel like you're constantly going to be found out for being a fraud. That's 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 me to a T. I'm doing a um, editorial business proofreading course right now to. Get back into freelancing, and I needed the confidence boost. I needed the skills development, and part of it was taking an imposter syndrome scale. So I think the max number of points you could have is 100, and there's questions like, "I have often succeeded on a test even though I was afraid I would not do well before I undertook the task." I avoid evaluations if possible, and have a dread of others evaluating me. Uh, I'm afraid. People important to me might find out that I'm not as capable as I think I am. I rarely do a project or task as well as I'd like to. Yeah, so the, the highest score you can get is 100. I got 94, so I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm starting an edit that I am super excited to start, like this coming week. It's a trilogy, an urban fantasy trilogy with an author I've worked with in the past we are very candid about a lot of things. She has followed my journey. I, I, I feel comfortable with her because I haven't had to hide my mental health journey. But it's sort of like my two worlds are coming together now. I've got this social anxiety account and podcast that is very important to me. I think it's very important that we talk openly about this kind of thing because not enough people do, and there's a lot of us who struggle. But now I'm going to start working again. And so (laughs) I'm just scared. I don't really... I'm just scared. I'm scared that I don't know enough about anything. I'm scared that I don't know enough about editing to be a good editor. I'm overthinking everything. And the stress of all of these different things, all of these balls in the air with the constant changes in the home life situation, the pandemic, work, all of that sort of came together and I withdrew. And that's why I haven't really been coming on. But I am going to do the project. I'm going to do it well to the best of my ability, but not perfect. And I'm going to keep coming on the podcast because all of these things are important to me. And I know that my brain bully is wrong. I know that the troll thoughts are wrong. I know that my poison thoughts are wrong. I know that anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, they just plant venom in your brain. And it's not true, but it feels true. And I have to look at the evidence The evidence of all the progress I've made, the evidence that this author has come back to me after working with me in the past and seeing my journey online, I have to trust the evidence that you are coming to this podcast to listen for a reason. So perhaps it would be helpful for you to trust the evidence in your life too. If you're feeling like an imposter, feelings are not facts. We know that, but they feel like facts Oh, do they feel like facts? But that's the power of that poison, the power of the poison thoughts. And I think talking about it is one antidote. It's one way for us to remember what's true. An imposter syndrome is not true. The feelings are true, but you are not an imposter. We all feel that way sometimes. I think I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to keep coming on. Social anxiety has its claws in me, but we're going to get through it together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just being just being there for me to talk to. I hope that you found this a little bit less lonely to listen to. Okay, I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you found it helpful. Anxiety thrives on avoidance, and we can take back our power by just showing up like you did today. Remember that you're probably underestimating how strong and wonderful you are. And you're probably overestimating how perfect and put together other people are. So show up scared. Show up imperfect. Just show up. And while you're at it, come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie so we can be awkward together.